From the Abyss, a.k.a. podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Heathens Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is an atheist podcast that will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Three guys, one mic, and plenty of opinions. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear on this podcast or anywhere else, for that matter, unless you've independently verified it for yourselves. In other words, Google Google that that shit. shit. Look, the rundown says me. I'm not going first on the drinks this week. Okay. Well, you had a drink. I forced forced it on you. Then you you should go first, then. (laughs) What I was drinking and what I allowed Jerry to taste is called a Black Series Cocoa Absentium from Scufflaw Brewery here in Atlanta. It's a 13.9 Imperial Stout, and it definitely can make you slur your words towards the end of the podcast, <laughs> which is why Jerry helped me out a little bit. It was quite delicious. Don, what do you have in your in your tropical mug? Oh, well, um, that's just because it's got a heavy bottom on it. I don't want to spill it. This is a Syrah. It's a Red Diamond Syrah, Washington State. So... I don't know, go Huskies, go Cougars. I don't want to be, you know, kooks, yeah. whoever. And I, since I helped somebody buy beer for a beer tasting this weekend. Yes, there's a and the big beer tasting. Big, big beer tasting. And there was pre-tasting involved. There was pre-tasting and lots well, you have, of... Yeah, you don't want to show up with, you know, some off-the-wall shitty... you got to know what you're serving here, so... We put a lot of thought into it, and then we... <laughs> we Tasted a lot. R&D. And, a lot of R&D. R&D. So I, I'm taking a break. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm taking a break other than Jeff Sample, and I'm having happy tummy tea. <laughs> happy tummy tea. It is soothing Aww. ginger and mint. It is organic. <laughs> I am drinking it out of a Yeti with beer stickers all over it like a man would. <laughs> And by the way, I had to hide this. I, I knew I, I wasn't going to remember, but I've been hiding this bag under my laptop because I know you two goons were going to mock me for it. <laughs> and is your tummy happy? Oh, you, know, you, you, bet, you guys better be careful because that could spur digestion. And Ooh, into, you know, the, backfire. The, this, is a, this room is sealed. There's no oh, air coming in and out. Oh, you guys man. could be screwed. <laughs> we might not be happy. And on that on that note. <laughs> so a little bit of a kind of a wrap up on, on NanoCon that was this past weekend. I was dog sitting. Dog sitting. Yep. I had a couple of people ask if you were there. And I told them you were dog sitting. They were they were disappointed. They thought that was a really good excuse. Yeah. They were, oh yeah. Well, I wish I was doing that. So, <laughs> it was an all day one day deal. We got there bright and early, eight o'clock. Got there before the donuts and, and made a day of it. Uh, very well attended. A lot of Really more than you could really all take in. Uh, just kind of give you an idea. There was three 
breakout sessions in the morning, each about 50 minutes long. It was held at a school, which was kind of cool because they rang the bell. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you had to <laughs> rush to you know, your locker. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, get to, to get to the next class. Uh, but, yeah, it was 50-minute little breakout sessions. They there was, didn't, didn't go to the bell. I'm not. Listen to that. I don't believe in the bell. Authority. <laughs> Tell me where to go and when. I'm an A-bellist. Yeah, there you go. Each one of those three sessions had probably eight different things to choose from. Each one of those maybe held once during the course of the day. Some of them were held multiple times. Uh, most of them were held just once. So it was a little tough figuring out, too, yeah, yeah what, what am I going to go to? And me and Kim did not necessarily, you know, lockstep you know, all day together with each other. She went and did uh, something that she was interested in, and I went to a different class that I was interested in. Well, that way you can, you know. Yeah, and then read, meet up later read, and, 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 yeah. and talk about it. And you said there was a theme to this? They changed it to nano-consensual, where the theme, the overlying theme of, of the entire con was just sex positivity <coughs> and had a number of panels and discussions and speakers. Because uh, after the breakout sessions, they had shorter... Orgy. No, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, first we ate the babies Keep for lunch, you know, which you know, I like them young and tender, you know, after about three it, just, it, it starts to yeah, harden up a little bit. After they had a lunch, and then they had kind of like TED Talks where it was shorter, and they had a number of those. And that moved to where there was stuff going on in the gym of the high school, and there was stuff going on in the auditorium, which were actually right next to one another. So it was really nice because it was literally like 20, 30 steps uh, from the front door of the gym to the front door of the auditorium. So you could go back and forth between them easily. You would have like Phil Ferguson in the gym at the same time that you had... Dr. Dale Ray and a panel going on in the auditorium. So it was there was some tough choices to make during the course of the day what you were going to you know, attend. So what's that got to do with atheism, or am I missing the point of NanoCon? It was not just about atheism. Okay. It, was, it was it was a nuns convention, which and and I, I've talked about this not on the podcast before. We've we've talked about this before, where in the atheist movement, and I'm finger quoting like a mofo over here. People come into the atheism movement because they agree about one particular thing, whether there's a God or not. And everybody brings their own, and I hate to use the word baggage because it has a negative connotation to it, but they bring their own history, history their own whatever, their, their own Story. pet project, their own, and I'm sure I'm not doing a good job of, of describing this, but it's if you're an atheist and you're polyamorous, there's some of that is going to enter into so your, you're going your to activism. Lots of reasons. Yes, uh, if you're an atheist and you're gay, if you're atheist and you're trans, if you're a- whatever, women's rights, civil rights, social justice, whatever you, it is that you're into, kind of becomes part of of your activism if if you are an active atheist, and that's just natural. So it was a celebration uh, of all of that. Plus, it had. It was an emphasis on sex positivity. So you said there was also like a church-state separation. There was. I went. I did go to a a church-state separation uh, discussion. Or actually, that was a speech that that somebody gave okay. on church-state separation. Mandisa Thomas gave a speech uh, as well too. Callie Wright was there. gave gave a great speech. Anthony Magnabosco was there doing all kinds of workshops on street epistemology. Got to meet Dr. Daryl Ray for the first time. Been a big fan of his podcast and and the work that he does. 
if, you, if you're not familiar, he started the Recovering from Religion Foundation, which has the 1-800-I-Doubt-It uh, hotline that you can call. He also started the Secular Therapy Project, where if you want to go see a therapist, but you don't want to be told that the reason you're depressed is you don't have enough Jesus in your life, then you can find a secular therapist through their network oh, okay. of secular therapists. You got a searchable and, website. Yes, yeah. and secular therapists can join. Um, they, I, I believe they have. The, I know there's a review board, and they're and they have to be unanimous. If one person on the review board says no, they're out. And I don't. I don't know how many people are on that particular review board. Uh, so it is kind of a extreme vetting, so to speak. To get on, full of stable geniuses. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I've um, I've told a couple of people that are uh, therapists that I know are secular uh, that were not aware about it. So the timing of a sex positive atheist mm-hmm. subtopic atheist convention is pretty fitting, given what's gone on in oh, the yeah. last month or so. Yes. Did it filter through? Was it a topic of conversation, or was it? Was it, like, purposefully ignored? No, it feels it was, like an, it'd be an elephant in the room. It was a thing that ran through. Now, I throughout the day, I don't distinctly remember either in casual conversation with somebody there or in any of the classes that I went to, or the breakout sessions, or the speeches that I heard. I did not, that I remember, hear Lawrence Krauss's name mentioned once. Either positive, negative... You know, was or, there context for it, considered given the the topics? That oh, we're sure, being absolutely. Um, so it does almost. You know, they probably have, were not told mm-hmm. you. You know, don't talk about this. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't I, go. I didn't go to anything Me Too related. There was there's a sex positivity panel, but we never really talked about sexual or didn't talk about sexual harassment on it. Uh, as more just positive messages. You know, I'm almost, and I don't have it in front of me, the actual schedule in front of me right now, so, but I'm sure if I went and got it, there was a, there was a hashtag me too something at one point during the day. I remember seeing that on there. Yeah, I'm I'm sure there was, and I'm sure they talked about it, but I did, I did not. You didn't hear like whispers in the hall when people were changing So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't part of the, at least the vibe that you, you didn't, you didn't feel it or didn't hear it or it wasn't. You know, no, nobody was a, nobody was concentrating on 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 that 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 I heard or saw. Was it full of atheists or was it full? Of, oh, absolutely, it was. Yeah, interesting. I would say on the off chance that maybe somebody brought a friend who wasn't an atheist, but other than that, probably ninety nine percent of the people that were there were atheists. I'm a little surprised, and maybe because maybe because we've talked about it so much, but the Sam Harris. I'm air quote. Yeah, there you go. Like a mofo now too, but the leaked video, the cell then, phone video yeah. of him and Matt Dill hunting yeah. in uh, Phoenix. I yep. think it was Phoenix. Yep. And then his response mm-hmm. afterward could not have been more lame. And I was always on the fence about him in general. Who Harris? And that, yeah. 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 And that that tipped you over the big, side big time. The excuses, the blaming the media, the factless accusations things that the, our side is not supposed to do and is not supposed to follow and he's kind of a, he's kind of a, an atheist seen as an atheist leader 
you know, one of the four he, horsemen. Right. He yeah. wouldn't. He wouldn't want one of the four horsemen. But he Harris? was. Or not? Are we oh, talking? Harris, Harris, Harris talking about? Krause. Yeah. Oh, okay. Harris, yeah, Harris Krause yes. was like I'm jockeying sorry. for the villain, yes. I think. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. He wanted to be the fifth wheel on that. But mm-hmm. it was super disappointing. And then some of the feedback afterwards was like, you know, he's not going to lead the movement. And then there was others like, there is no movement. It's just, you know, we don't. That's the whole point of it. It's because we're atheists. Yeah. We don't. You know, we don't. We don't follow a movement. We're cats. You can't herd cats. You know, what does it get the cats? I kind of cringe at the at the word movement anyway with atheism. You know, I understand you have to call it something, but what is our goal? Mm. Total capitulation of the religious state. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. Well, the podcast tone has changed. <laughs> But, I mean, if if it's about trying to encourage more people to think critically, you know, to me that's more skepticism. The skepticism movement, the atheism movement, is, is inside of that, I believe. That's, that's one of the, you know, kind of pillars of it, so to speak. Well, that's how I would see it. But yeah. I don't think a lot of people that, that are doing, like, these atheist uh, conferences and things like that see it that way. It's like, you know, the American atheists, I think they kind of see themselves as the leader and then all these other you know, subgroups or whatever fall, fall under them. And and I think that's kind of getting the cart before the horse. I mean, if you teach critical thinking and skepticism starting in the schools and, and you know, working on through, it's, I think you will end up with atheism. Yeah, you don't have to teach atheism. It's, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I didn't take a course in it. No. I just, just kind of ended there by doing critical thinking exactly. and yeah. skepticism. If you teach somebody how to think critically, they'll get there themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, but getting back to Krauss... The the skeptics and skepticism was tarnished well, it's like, because it became reflexive. We haven't proved anything. Mm-hmm. There's no evidence for all of that. How do you prove all this happened? Six well, people saw. So what? Oh, you you, yeah. you mm-hmm. use the you use the skepticism. Yeah. You know you you put the evidentiary bar so high. You are rejecting something in the same non-critical way that you whip people for well, religion it, doing. It's like a cone of skepticism, and they have pointed it at the victim instead of <laughs> yeah. you know, at the perpetrator. So, you know, I'm not sure that teaching skepticism— Properly that, applied skepticism. Sure. I could quit at critical thinking and, and be good with that personally. But when you talk about a movement, there's got to be a movement. If there's no movement, you there's stagnant. no power. You know, you have no power— and and no collective anything, you have no political power, you will have no voice, you will always be marginalized, and we will always be bitching about the same things in, in politics because we kind of refuse to play the game. And we're not at a point where politicians need to kiss our ass for votes. We're and almost I there. Be, I want that. We're, we're close. <laughs> we're, yeah, it depends on how you read those surveys. Yeah, though. yeah, and yeah. That's, that's an issue that you have you know, with, with the surveys is, is how the question worded. Right, yeah, because nuns is a, is a growing category, mm-hmm. and we get all excited about, you know, because most of these are probably atheists, and I, I disagree mm-hmm. with that. And the survey we're talking about was in, no, Scientific American, is that where it was posted? It was a Michael yeah. Shermer. Yeah. And we'll post a link on it. But, you know, there's supposedly, in the, in the latter part of that um, article, he said there was a, a, a subgroup that was digging deeper. But never in there was it explained well, so how are they digging deeper? How are, you know, what are the questions they're asking? I've never been asked to do one of these surveys. Yeah. So I have no idea what's on them. You know, so when they say, are you, are you religious or, you know, are you 
you believe in God. Yeah, you have to wonder how are they, you know, are they how are the questions asked and how are they extrapolating right. the data from because know, there's the people people that think particles are God, you know, like like yeah. the Deepak Chopra thing, yeah. you know. Look where, at the trees, man. Look at the trees. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, there's pantheism, you know, where yeah. everything is God, and and mm-hmm. there's you know, God is energy or consciousness is God. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so you get into the woo-woo stuff. All and, those. And are, are they on yeah. our team? No. You know, are they thinking no. skeptically? No. You know? no. That, and and by the way, not that they're not on our team. We definitely are not on their team. No. No, no, no. Oh, no. Definitely not. Because we don't believe in energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. (laughs) The healing powers of Christians. Actually, that's not true. That's that's another bitch. People are always telling atheists what we don't believe in and that we don't believe in anything. No. I do believe in energy. It is powering the light above our head. It is powering my laptop. Yeah. I believe I, I believe it. You know what? I'm going to drive home in my car that is gas-powered. That is energy. Well, I see, believe in it. That's the other part of the survey thing. So if you have an atheist box on there, if they think in their mind that atheism doesn't believe in anything, yeah. they're not going to check that box. So that's what I kind of wonder is, is how accurate this stuff is and, you know, is there really going to be a movement in the nuns that's going to make a difference in politics as a voting block? You had plenty of people, even after the Harris little mini post-Kraus kerfuffle, talk about how there's you know, no, there's no movement, so he can't be a leader of our movement because our movement doesn't have any leaders. And I was like, well, then you don't have anything. It's a leaderless non-movement. Yeah, and that's going to get you... Not anywhere fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know that's part of the issue. Also, is how does power get assigned? So you come out by with men, it. like God intended. Well, but I mean, it, <laughs> <laughs> it says in the Bible, power uh, according to David Miscavige, power is not assigned; it is assumed. And and that's Ooh. that's exactly what I think is happening. Deep is, Scientology is so, cut yeah, right there. Throw, throw a little Scientology <laughs> curveball into the discussion. So I'm um, you know because because Dawkins the the people that are for you know the four horsemen Dawkins Dennett Harris and, and Hitchens they all wrote books post nine eleven they started doing conferences what, or tours I, and I think they just tapped engagers. into a nerve after, after, that had a lot to do with me it was nine eleven and I think that had to do for a lot of people that made them. Hold on, a just like, hold on a second. We're flying planes into fucking buildings here because our imaginary friend is not the same as, as my imaginary friend. I think a lot of people, when it happened on that big of a scale, it was a couple years after that, that seed had been planted. It, it had been festering a little bit. And then here come in succession a number of books on atheism that put it in a, in a more modern, in a different light than, than Hume or, 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 or some of the uh, earlier you know writings. And with an edge, too. Yes, with, yes. With, oh, with yeah, yeah. And it was uh, not pussyfooting of, around right. and, yeah, and calling a spade punches, a spade right. and, and yeah, being They're kind of yeah and, books, yeah. like, yeah, exactly. Finally. Had provocative titles yep. and, and sold extremely well. Well, no, I, I get all that. But my point is, so writing a, a powerful book that makes you automatically, you know. No, they were the, the, they the, were the first four. You know, if the Bible had five horsemen, whoever that fifth book that came out in 2004 (laughs) would have been the fifth horseman. Yeah, but, you know, the the other reason is they they became the most popular, like, overnight. Right, right. And there's no organization. Nobody voted on them. And we Mm -hmm. didn't vet them. We didn't vet them. No, No, there's—well, you're not going to— 
there's no standards to vet him against. No, but a lot of, a lot of people found their way out of religion oh, absolutely. through absolutely. a I, book yeah. by Sam Harris, a book by um, you know God God Delusion, Richard Dawkins, or and a, a debate of Christopher Hitchens on YouTube. Yeah, I went to see um, Dawkins speak when he was at Kennesaw, and uh, you know I, I stand, stood in line to get my book signed. And, you know, if you just kind of listened in as, as he was signing books, you know, they were saying, you know, I'd, you were my... You I'd know. rather not talk about this. I joined Meetup one month after that happened, so I missed it. So this is a really sore spot. <laughs> you. So if we could just move along oh, quietly. To it a, was a to moving a, experience. This is really good. Can you tell me more? <laughs> I felt the spirit move oh. in me. But no, I mean, you heard the stories about you were the, you know, you were the, the key to me leaving. Yes. yes. So, so I understand all that. But does that make them the leader forever? I mean, I understand we have other people that have kind of kind of risen up, and the and, and the movement ha- has, as as a movement tends to do, move. And you'll always have Hitchens debates on YouTube. People that are coming out of religion ten years from now will be able to go on YouTube and see those old debates. Oh yeah, the classics, the, the, the atheist classics. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, that those, those things as far as. People emerging from religion into atheism will still have those classic books and classic debates and, and speeches and all that stuff. But you're not hearing those de- debates as much. You're not hearing those speeches at the con- at the cons when you go to them anymore. They've moved on to okay. Now we're here. We this is what you know. We all have kind of agreed that we don't believe in. What's the next well, step? What else and, binds us? Yes. Yeah. Where else? And one of the, actually one of the uh, really interesting breakout sessions that I went to was the very first one, and there was it was a small group. There was maybe about fifteen people, and we did a survey. They they passed out. Uh, was it a Facebook survey? Did no. it suck all your data while you did it? <laughs> Can we access your friends? It was it was a, yeah it was a one it was a it one was page. Cambridge Analytica did the, <laughs> exactly. the survey exactly. No, uh, it was a it was a one page front and back, and it, it was a lot of social questions, uh, questions about gay marriage and, and and those type of things. And everybody would circle strongly agree, agree, neither agree nor disagree, disagree and strongly disagree. So everybody filled out the. 10, 15 questions, whatever it was, and everybody turned in their pieces of paper. They shuffled those pieces of paper and passed them back out to everybody. So you had a piece of paper that was not yours. And they had the different categories or the different answers on the wall. And as they asked the questions, you would go stand under the piece of paper taped to the wall for agree or disagree or whatever to see where the class fell. Now, if you everybody's in agree and you're the one person in disagree, it wasn't your piece of paper, right, so there's right. no shame. And the other guy wasn't going to yeah, take it, credit it, Oh, that was my paper over there. You know? <laughs> that's, so, pretty, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah that was pretty was interesting really to go through that because there was no bell curve. Ever there was there was never a one person on the one end, one person on the other end, everybody in the middle, and kind of filtering out. There was I remember one time everybody in the room was either strongly agree or agree, and like two people were in the disagree, <laughs> and it was something that you're like, really? Somebody that would go to an atheist conference believes that marriage should be between a man and a woman or, you or look some, around, you know, something along those lines. See if anybody yeah. had like a flush look on yeah. their face. Or... <laughs> that was kind of interesting. Maybe I'm thinking and wishing for some, for something different or better, but there's been blowback about the SJWs in the, in the atheist movement. There's an equal, not equal, but there's definitely a contrary position to that that yes. feels a little alt-right. 
Mm. Mm, yeah. There's a split in in the atheist movement, and and this is my own opinion. And see, when you have a movement, you can have you can see yeah. we, have, we have a movement. We because do have, there's a split. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you know you're you Some know are, you have a movement right. when, when half of them are calling the other half Nazis. <laughs> right. At that point, you know you have a legitimate movement. They're not moving with you. No. Yeah. yeah. It seems to be on two sides. You have the anti-identity politics versus the social justice warriors. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know when. You you take on that that term is like anybody that's not with you. If if you're not on social justice, then you're against yes. the enemy. Interesting though the way you described it, because why do you have different types of descriptions for either end of the spectrum? So they are the social justice warriors. They are anti-identity politics. So they're not. Are you the anti-social justice people? Yeah, it's, it, there's no there's no direct. It, there's, there's not a direct pro-con relationship. You, why why I would probably lean on the social justice end of the spectrum more than the anti-identity politics. Right, but maybe not but, a warrior. Well, uh, maybe not on, on certain issues. You're not in the 90 percentile on, on either's questionnaire, if asked. I definitely wouldn't be in, an, in the 90s on the, on the anti-identity yeah. politics part. Okay. But there's an element of that, like you said, if you don't believe us or you, you're not with us on everything, you're against us. I don't agree with it. I think it's self-defeating, and you create more enemies that way than you do friends. Mm-hmm. So what what connects us as opposed to what I may disagree with you about? Like, it's almost an ideological purity, which well, seems weird for an atheist movement to have yeah, ideological purity. It's weird. It's but, like people, people come into the atheist movement. They're drawn in by what they have in common. And then once they're in it long enough, they start to find out what they don't have in common. And then they start to push, you know, build walls and, and, but, uh, yeah. and push people away. And I think that's, that's kind of the problem is atheism is strictly one topic. is like disbelief in God. Now, it just so happens that a lot of people that have done that homework and arrived there also tend to be progressive in other areas. But it's not necessarily going to be it. And, no. and it's just like is just because you don't believe in, in a God doesn't mean you might not still still believe in Bigfoot or in ghosts or, you know, all these other things. You, that, that you may be opposed to about. gay marriage. You may be anti-trade. Right, you may right, be, you know, right. a, a number of different things. But there's really no opposition to homosexuality other than a religious opposition. There's no secular anti-homosexual stance that I've ever heard. Have, have you have you ever heard to somebody one. give you an anti-homosexual? Why why they're anti? You know, boys right, shouldn't right, be with yeah, boys, and girls shouldn't be with boys on... because other than God. Right. I, so I have. Okay. I have. Let's hear it. Because um, I never have. That it's not natural. What's natural? Define natural. Uh, well, it happens you, in you, nature. Uh, yeah, is nature yeah. something that happens naturally, or what, are you are you going to quiz me on somebody else's <laughs> stupid idea, or are you going to? I'm being attacked. Well, I'm, I'm about to throw out the fact that little little boy dolphins fuck other little boy dolphins in the blowhole from right. time to time, and so I mean that happens <laughs> in nature. That is natural. Where were you? So did I walk into your trap? No, so you could tell no. the dolphin blowhole fucking story. <laughs> fuck you. That's the, the whole hole. reason this whole. <laughs> got started so I can just tell my blowhole story. You've been waiting episode after episode. Where am I going to use this? If I could just fit this blowhole story in. No, it's... I got you. Well, I've heard people say, I have heard people say, you know, it's not natural, but it is natural. It's not... It's not not, common. You can say that, maybe. It's not so natural that you can propagate a species that way, though. No, you're not going to... No, homosexuality is not going to help propagate the species. But a certain percentage of 
any species. Any species is homosexual, right. at least in mammals. I know, I know, I, I don't know about the homosexual activity of salamanders and lizards, you know, or you know, or birds. But I do know, or have don't at least go, have don't read, that. yeah, at least please, <laughs> don't, please, please you don't, don't know what you're going to yeah, find. Have have heard that about mammals. That argument is the people that make it kind of kind of base it almost in in science and you know statistics or, and stuff. Or you could even say it's not. It may not be natural for you, but it's natural for them. Right, you know, right. well, they're, they're, just, they're not doing something that's not natural to them. But it also shows that they've then not done the deep study on biology to yeah. find out that it is something that does occur in nature. Yeah. You know, so it is natural. Yeah, but it could be an. It could be. A, it could be just a perennial aberration and still not natural. It Depends how because you're you, defining you natural. It, you, yeah. you, that, is, that, that is a defective part of the species. Again. Please do not quote me on this. And and you, because, you're playing devil's advocate. Obviously. I I I am. My name send is, emails my, my to name is Jerry. Yeah, my name is Don Jeff. <laughs> and send emails to Godless God. at Yahoo.com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody could say that they they'd be wrong. I mean, but they can still. I mean, they can still say it. I, I'm not playing devil, devil's advocate. I'm taking too many bullets for this. It's not worth it. But that's kind of my point, though, is is atheism is just one topic that you said, yeah, I don't believe in this. But it doesn't mean you you know all this other stuff and made decisions on the, all these other things. Now, humanism, on the other hand, does have kind of a set of standards where, you know, they have sorted some of that stuff out. So you're probably, if you did that same kind of survey or, you know, that experiment you did at Nanocon in a humanist convention, you I'm probably guessing you're going to find different. less that are going to be. I'm guessing, but I yeah. Don't, but, yeah. They, but then the questions where they'd have a hundred people on one and two on the other, people yeah. would walk over because I felt sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you would be that they, guy. They'd give them a hug. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Oh, we'll talk to you after. Right. All right. So yeah, I mean, so that gets down to you know, atheism as a movement versus humanism yeah, as the, a movement. The, one of the leaders of the movement is is big time anti-Islam, Sam Harris, and like it or not, as one of well, the four horsemen, he. He represents atheists. Yes. And I would I would say he's anti all religions, Islam more than any other. But now he has but had a conversation. He sees, he sees it as far as religions go, it's the biggest problem we are currently facing. Uh, I would disagree somewhat. It's, that what he says or disagree with that and, and are you speaking or are you speaking? Well, no, I, I'm Harris? saying as far as the biggest issue, you know Are you saying I'm Christianity I'm, I think is are you on, saying I'm, on the same just level? To be, just to be clear, do you, are you saying I'm mischaracterizing Sam Harris's oh, position, oh, no, 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 or no, you would no, disagree no. with his position? With, with that position, okay. That Islam okay. That's is what I was thinking. Right. right. Yeah. But all you're doing, you're just, you're just, you have the same mindset. You have just shifted the villain to a different. No, in, I'm, in, no, I'm, I'm equal. Equal. I mean, oh. because it's a fundamentalist so ends villains. of both of them. I mean, you know, the progressive end of, of Islam, I have no problem ah, so with. It's yeah. So, yeah. so, it's, so of, it's it's with the it's with the hardcore, the fundamentalist that took it off the rails, right? Anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's even there's uh, fundamentalist Buddhists also. Yeah. You know, oh, are there fundamentalist atheists? I think so. There's yeah. fundamentalist yeah. Jains. But we don't have to worry about them. They're you know they're not going to hurt anybody. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they come out with a 
in another division, as, as religions do. I'm just saying that to focus just on Islam, I think, is missing the point. But but he is a, he's a leader? Not to me, he's not. Ah, well, then he's, he's one back guy. To, back, that, to, that, back to square one. There, yeah. are, there, are an, there are enough people that follow him, that are patrons of his, that download his podcast, that buy his books. See that, that go, thing in Phoenix? That go, How many yeah, people are that in there? That go to right, his, right. his presentations that... Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, he I would clearly say he's a leader in, in, in the movement. Right. And, and and to me, I mean, kind of the issue with that is I, I would prefer people to stay in their lane. So, you know, like, like Daryl Ray, he's a, a sex... What's Clinical it? sexologist. I'm yeah. spitballing, but it's somewhere along, so, somewhere in there. So it seems like he pretty much stays in that lane. Like yes. he doesn't pontificate about Islam or... or uh, well, he does a, a little bit. I don't know necessarily about Islam, but about religion in general. In general yeah. yeah, he wrote the book "The God Virus," and he wrote "God and Sex." Right. Yeah. Or "Sex and God." No, he wrote. If it was if it was Doctor Dale Ray, "Sex Came Before God." So the yeah, the book yeah, is exactly. definitely called "Sex and God." So you want him to stay in his lane? Who uh, Harris? Yeah. And Which what, would, what's his lane? Uh, he's a neuroscientist. Neuroscientist. Right? So mm-hmm. yeah, neurology. Well, it's like uh, Dennis. But, but his lane is in the study of beliefs. Yeah, but has he written any books that that well he has written some. Well, I thought you were that. kind of I, I thought you were kind of painting him into a corner on what he, he should talk about and what he shouldn't talk about. That's kind of where I was like, well, I'm just saying if you're looking for for expertise on stuff, I would rather hear from people that have studied in that particular area. Okay. I I'm sorry, but I'm going to hold a big fat mirror up to this room. Because if you're looking for expertise, <laughs> you've you come know, to the wrong. Place. We are not right. We are we are not the people to be telling anyone about expertise. And is anybody listening to us for our advice around the world? <laughs> around the world. Oh man, are they screwed? But so, how are you an atheist? What makes an atheist expert? Well, to me, it'd be somebody that that has really studied religion thoroughly. <sighs> On atheism, if you because your theism is part of the word, I think a lot of it's just organic, really. I mean, you've got you've got a number of people that that are atheists that, like ourselves, have started a podcast or have started a YouTube channel, and and they go on and they debunk other people's videos or they whatever whatever they whatever oh, they decide to, to be do. debunked. By oh, the yeah, way, yeah, we 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 know we will have arrived when somebody takes issue with something we said on this. So feel we, free to debunk us. When we have our first spat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to disagree with right. that idea that to be an atheist expert, you have to know about religion. Ugh, no. Yeah. It's like a big popularity contest, really. I mean, you people will put out, like I said, they'll, they'll start a YouTube channel, put out their videos. They'll start a podcast, put out their podcast. They'll start a blog. They start writing every week, thousand words. They have words, a Patreon asking whatever, for money. Whatever, whatever it is that they do to express themselves. And whether they have one person that reads their blog or they have a thousand people that read their blog, eventually, you know, the cream rises, so to speak. And those people that become more and more popular, there's a clamoring to see them at the next con. Because they probably have something authentic mm-hmm. or new to say. Yeah, they're, they're looking at it from a different perspective. They or, might or, be really good marketers. Oh, yeah. Probably. Or are they coming from a different way of life? Right. So why do I have to be an Expert in theism to be an atheist no, expert. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying. You that. gave I'm me not... two fingers of beer, and now I'm getting in your face. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I didn't get you, you half of this. No, you should have gave me three. That's why I'm mad. <laughs> oh, actually, I, I'm just... mad at myself. I poured it. 
No, I'm saying, you know, I'm not saying they can't speak about it. I'm just saying that that shouldn't be your go-to expert if you're seeking that information. You know, like Why the, not, though? Well, I mean, because, as with Sam Harris, he's gotten himself in trouble on speaking out against fundamentalist Islam. So, as an atheist expert, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call myself okay. one for this podcast, I don't want to talk about fundamentalist Islam. I, wanna, I would rather talk about what being an atheist means, not what I rejected or I ran away from or what most of the world still kind of adopts as their worldview, the theist worldview. You know what? Good for you. But I don't need to know that be expert in you to be expert in what we're about. And yes, there, and I guess it, it's root. There is a, you could say there's a rejection of it, or you could just say, I don't believe in God. And that's not necessarily rejecting religion, but the whole idea that somebody thing person took seven days or whatever the their whatever whatever the religion origin story is, I don't buy it. So in that case, I am an expert in what I believe in and what I don't believe in. But why do I got to know about the stuff that I basically dismissed? Let's well, see what you're saying, and, that, and that's kind of what we're you know we. I th- I feel that we do here is we try and spend more time looking out the windshield than in the rearview mirror. We're not looking from where we came from. We're kind of looking more where we're going. Here we are. We don't believe. And we kind of deal with the topics that are going on in the day from a secular perspective and and not necessarily, we're not a podcast about debunking, you know, Christian traditions or, or, or biblical stories, the Torah or the Quran or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I will, ha- I will yeah. have Christmas dinner this mm-hmm. year. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff about Christmas, you know. And I eat Easter candy. Seeing family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marshmallow eggs are my favorite. Uh, both are you, you a peep man? You guys. You a big peep man? <laughs> sold out the, sold out the, the movement man. (laughs) So then why do atheists allow themselves to be captured by the trolls like that douche nozzle that wrote... Anthony DeStefano? Uh, De yeah, that, that was one of the things we weren't going to talk about. Yeah, today. Anthony oh, DeStefano. Yeah, we had a list of non, non-stuff we're going to talk about. Yeah, I had, a, yeah I, had a, I had a nice little... We've actually kind of touched on some of them. Oh, the but, atheists are that the, the atheists are bullies. Yes. And we're doing the best to intimidate everybody else into silence. Well, the guy wrote a whole... Well, first of all, the... Fox correspondent or, or, you know, contributor or however he's defined as wrote a book about atheism. I, I can tell you what, what's in the book without having read it. You posted the link to the article. I knew what the article was going to be about before I even read it. Right, it's the right. same old, tired, often debunked arguments that have you know been pulled off the dustbin of history and, and the mischaracterization of what an atheist is. Exactly. It's, you know, it's fear-mongering to his... His base. His base. Well, and it seems like his base also is angry atheists that get exercised by this kind of trolling. I mean, at some point, when do you ignore it? Or when do you... Did you read the comments or something? Oh, the... Because I I, I try uh, not to do that anymore. Okay, I I went to the comments. Here's the the first one. (laughs) Um, I took a Christian's lunch money today and called him a poo-poo head. Ten points. (laughs) That's kind of funny, though. That is, that is, yeah. (laughs) That was pretty good. But it's not helping the PR. Um, There, oh, there are sixteen and a half thousand comments. Wow! Of course there are. Wow! And when was this? And this is this. Now this is Fox News, right? Fox, yeah. So I would assume that the the vast majority of them are pro De Stefano comments. I, I can't. 
I, I won't go. I won't I don't, go I don't, deep. But I think I don't we read should, Fox News enough to uh, know how many trolls are on Fox News trolling their stuff. We we should have. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a mini you know WTF players. <laughs> From Susie Q fifty seven. Ah, oh, love Susie Q fifty seven. She, she, you know, she, she gets it. It's real. So true. Good article. Atheists are the most illogical people I've ever met. The only thing I would say in disagreement with this article is that it seems to make the case that an atheist will listen to the truth if it's presented more vigorously. I don't believe that is true. They have their ears and their eyes shut tight. It is willful ignorance. That's why Jesus told us to dust off our sandals as a witness against them. Also, to not give our pearls to dogs and swine. We can witness once to them. If they are hostile, walk away. Jesus is not a beggar. He is a king. If they don't want life, capital L, then let them have death. It is their choice. Was it capital D? It was not. (laughs) It was not. not. Just curious. Susie Q57. Keeping it real. So I'm not sure. About, I don't know that pearls to dogs and swine reference. That could be a biblical one. It, but it, if, it, I was it, an it atheist, if I was an atheist expert, you would know that. You know that. That's you what should, I'm saying. You should know that. Oh, and you know what? You asked who the trolls are. So this is uh, Jerry M. And- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Jeff Don. Yeah. It is. It is Schmenkman. Uh, he quotes Susie Q. Fifty-seven. Atheists are the most illogical people I've ever met. We're not the ones with an imaginary friend. They have their eyes and ears shut tight. My eyes and ears are open. open. And yet, no sign of your God anywhere and plenty of evidence that the Bible is a mere fable. There's Did Susie report back that now uh, she's an atheist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He converted her right there on the spot. Before, right. Right. <laughs> I've seen the error. Oh, Damn. Right, I I've, didn't I've, know. Seen the era, I've seen the error of my ways. Where have you been all my life, Schmenkman? Mm. Marry me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Susie Q. Schmenkman now. Right. What you're saying? <laughs> so this is a real productive uh, conversation going which on. Is a, which is a typical one where you got two people completely talking past How, each other. Yeah. You know, talking back about those those uh, surveys, perhaps that's why a lot of people don't check that box because they see stuff like this and think, well, I'm not that. I wouldn't want to hang with somebody that feels that they, that basically arguing at somebody like that is productive. Right, right. I mean, I've done it. I'll do it again. But normally it's when I feel confronted or cornered. I I don't know. You guys may feel, you guys may feel differently. No, I I, I agree that, that argumentation like this you know, is not productive at all. And and to me, it's counterproductive you know, on, on both sides. I mean, you know, they just how many people in. that, you know. People that just are, dig in. They dig their trenches and, right. they, and they're, you know, they're stuck. So who is the atheist leader, uh, the the Jesus figure of the atheist <laughs> movement, who is telling them to, to telling people to look beyond that to and focus, well, focus on what this is about and not what it's not? Well, one example I would I would raise that came to my mind obviously is Greta Vosper. You know that's that's an atheist, but recently still ran a church though. She still still running still runs a church. church. So recently she still is right. <laughs> So far, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they're still, right. in, they're still they're in a heresy trying to kick her out. trial thing. They're yeah. trying to get rid of her. Which is crazy because the, the church that she's from is, is like It's like the most progressive. progressive. Well, yeah. it, it used to be. But just like churches in the U.S., they kind of stopped a lot of the progress. I would there's guarantee a, that there's there's people from the United Church of Canada that would go to like a UU church in America. Oh, or a Sunday assembly or an oasis and walk away from it going, 
Yeah, it's a little churchy. Yeah, a little right. churchy for my True. taste. And they're the ones that have a problem with Greta Vosper. It's, I mean, the irony is is so thick you can cut it. It's well, wouldn't ridiculous. there be a little irony that somebody who would be a leader of a movement is the head of a church? There's irony everywhere in, in that in in, oh, in her story. Very, ooh, there's yeah. irony everywhere. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah, you've got an atheist running a church, and it's a. They're so progressive. Part of their, I don't know if their doctrine or how, what the word would be, dogma, is that the Bible is a man-made construct. It's not definitely inspired, you know, word of God or Mo- any, I would, anything I would along say a those lot, lines. A lot of yeah. people in the church, that's that's their belief. They understand that, and the people that understand this but have an issue with the their pastor who's an atheist. Yeah, because because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You see where I'm going? It's not going to end well. I yeah. understand that, which is why she started an Oasis church in Good. Toronto. Good. Yeah, that's, I, think I, I think I told you that maybe two years ago, that she could go across the street, open in a Sunday assembly or an a- uh, Oasis, hang a shingle, put out a sign, and half the people would just take a left instead of a right that Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and again, I don't, I don't know if she would consider herself a leader, but she's some, she's a spokesperson for the movement. So definitely. in nineteen, so in a nineteen fifties Alien movie, Alien comes out, says, "Take me to your atheist leader." Everybody points in another oh, direction. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there yeah. is no, there's no pope. There's no there's king no Poobah pope. of the uh, of the atheist movement. There's a lot of vice presidents, but there, there is no <laughs> there is no president. Well, and again, it gets to okay. So if you if you say the humanist community, there's there's probably people there that are kind of the known leaders of that and in skepticism. There's, yes, the, there's the, the, the mm-hmm. people the people that that refuse to call themselves atheists. Well, they they use that term, but I mean they're they're more. Part of the positive, rather than just sticking on, you know, what we're against. Ah, so if you're an atheist, you're automatically against something. I don't know you paint well, me I, into a no. corner. I'm getting getting salty now. <laughs> I mean, the very term. That's why you know the, the term is is kind of says I'm a non god. That's all it says. No, it's English class. You're defining yourself by a negative. Like I'm an a golfer. I'm a lots of stuff actually. I don't know. I, I feel like that gets used against atheist to almost discredit us. It's a slur. It's used it, as a slur. It feels like it. Mm-hmm. Why well, are you slurring us? I'm not, no. This is an atheist <laughs> podcast, god damn it. This is a, supposed to be a safe space, Jeff. Right. I, I feel very less safe than I did when I walked in. You're it's, not going to preach to me, are you? No, not going to preach. It's To me, it's it's a definer, yes. I mean, it's a very useful word because I am an atheist. I you know, I'm, I don't have evidence of a God. I no longer have that evidence that I, that I thought I had. So I am, by definition, an atheist. But yeah. I'm, but I knew I, there was going to be a but. I but knew there was going to be a but. You can't just end it at that. I'm an atheist. Mm, no, because that just says... That's where I stand on theology, but where I stand on how I see the world or my philosophy, my ideology, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a humanist. Heavy. It says what you don't believe in. And what even, what even, do you believe in? Right, right. Yeah, and so those are the things I believe in. But, I mean, even then, the, the term humanist is like, well, so you're not an animalist? You're not a treeist? Yeah. <laughs> Words fail. Like Mineralist. Words fail, yeah. Skyist. Yeah. Skyist. <laughs> You're anti-sky? No. Why does there have to be a but? You know, why is somebody saying... And. Why okay, is I'll there, put an and. Why isn't, why isn't there... Why, why aren't these questions asked to Catholics? Okay, so you go to church. What's your position on rattle off 20 different things? Why isn't that good enough? Why isn't that not only oh, good enough a... for the world, but I, I'm an atheist. I, that, and then I... 
you know, that is, well, there's, a big mis- there's a big misinformation campaign like Mr. DiStefano's book. When you ask somebody and they say, well, I'm a Catholic, you have a pretty good idea of where they fall on certain issues. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We could go second, third level questions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Catholics we could definitely really get a little, little, little what deeper. Kind of yeah. What second, third level questions? I have no idea what this is. Are you a current Pope Catholic? Or did yeah. you like the. Oh, did you like Pre Vatican II? Oh, no, no, even John Paul II, wow. the Polish Pope. Mm-hmm. Polish Pope and the current Pope. Very so different. And then you've got a lot of cultural Catholics that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, go to church on Sunday and, um, you know, put on a good face and Check the box. live their life the rest of the week. Well, and I, I would and say go. there's a lot of Christians that are that very way. You know, they just do that because that's what your social obligation is. That's, that's what you've always done. Do. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so do you read the Bible? Like, you know, you have an atheist podcast and atheist meetups and stuff. And then in between that, do you like, you know, read the Bible and that's how you slide like a Catholic doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really practice in the week. During the week, you know, yeah, I know. I was I'm doing a, a backslider. Little, little Old yeah. Testament. <laughs> Good story. Father, forgive me. Is this like a confessional booth here? Or? No, it's way, way too, big. too big. Way too oh, big. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, not quite, not curtain, quite claustrophobic so. enough to be a confessional. True. I could never imagine doing that shit. I really couldn't. You know, it, it's scary enough when you're a little kid and you go through your first confession, or you go through your first you know, communion. You got to go to confession before and all that. You got to be clean. But uh, before you go in, bef- yeah, you have to. You have to go to confession before you can receive communion. Mm, I thought you did that. Uh, we did that opposite. I think we got communion in second grade before you could be confirmed. It was. Wasn't first communion like second grade? Yeah, it was younger. You were younger. First, first second confession grade, like, was like fifth, no, I don't sixth. Remember. I remember going younger than that. I remember going oh, even younger. You obviously had a lot to No, that was, yeah, I, was, I, was a, I was a bad little shit. I remember going to confession as a young child, like pre First communion. What did you What did you have to like? Fighting with my cousin, or swearing. yeah, I said a bad word. Right. I stole a piece of gum. I was a kid. You know, you know, Forgive yeah, me. Yeah, a couple yeah. quarters but from I ne- Dad's poker and, jar. And then they would say, you know, <laughs> all right, uh, give me uh, two Our Fathers, uh, three Hail Marys, and I never understood the whole sin. To poem ratio. Tax. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah why, exactly. why not three yeah. Hail Marys? So if I come in yeah. and I'm like, oh. you know, I, I killed a man. I, I'm going to need 40 of the hour. Right. You know. They must have had an app for yeah. that or something. What's, you what's can't the, just breeze through them. You've no. got to enunciate. What's the exchange rate? How many Hail Marys in an hour father? And, you know. Did they listen to them then? You had to no, do it right no, then? You, most people would leave God the knows. confessional <laughs> and, and go and kneel at, at one <laughs> of the pews there and in the church. There. Because this, the idea was it, it took place on Saturday. The confession. The confession did so that you were clean Sunday morning to receive so you can communion. Eat the yeah. oh. Now, what you did Saturday night? Oh man! You had to go home and stay good so that you don't, you know, besmirch your, yourself. You know, clean thoughts, clean thoughts, clean thoughts, clean yeah. thoughts. Get your freak on Friday. So what? So <laughs> I, stay at home Saturday. Totally different. <laughs> totally different experience on on con- confession. So did, would you watch people come out like he's yeah. saying a lot of prayers? Yeah. He really he was yeah, really long lost yeah. messed up. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's dad's been in there a while. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
But been, I think he's on his fiftieth Hail Mary. But it was a it was weird because you would go in, and you're sitting in a, in a kind of a dark wooden you know, it was three little cubby holes, and the priest would sit in the middle one. He'd have one to the right, one to the left. So he could open a screen, talk to the person over here. Would you see him through the screen or yeah. just hear him? Yeah. It was designed yeah. not to. Yeah, but. There's three priests at at the church, and you know each of them by their right. voice. Right, yeah. they know you by their voice. They know their yeah. baseball yeah. league. Yeah. yeah, come on, Don, let's get this over with. I right. got you know. Distinctly remember one time, and I think it was when the church kind of went hip, you know, and and they would have, they had the regular service, but then they had a later service. Guitar mass. Definitely, Loved definitely had, had the, uh, the acoustic guitar, the drums, and, and instead of instead of just saying hallelujah you sang it for me it was it was post godspell for me that yeah this was jesus christ superstar oh, this was late okay. 70s early 80s kind of a, and it was you know the 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 friendly church kind of the marketing thing. department figured you need and, a little, little and I, rem- I remember during that whole phase one time going into confession and they moved confession was just in this room now and you went in, and the priest is just sitting there in a chair. No screen, no whoa, nothing. Whoa. You're just sitting in a chair, looking at a dude, telling him all the bad shit you've done. And it was even worse. As creepy, well, could, yeah, as creepy and coffin feeling as as the cubbyhole wow. box was, the confessional itself. This was oh, forget. So what? What have you done? Nothing. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That up that yeah. process like that story time. should have come with a trigger warning because that is <laughs> that is how I experienced first confession was, was face, to face? face to face absolutely Ooh, absolutely I would have not had second confession and the, the, you know what the worst you know what the worst part was it was the because I, I went to a Catholic grade school it was the first year they were doing it this new way oh and you had and you did have to sit there. And you went to the frickin' school. Yeah. So you saw these people all Every the time. Every day. Oh, my and God. You, and it's like, I, I'm supposed to say, I, I, I mean, I'm surprised the whole school didn't die of embarrassment oh, on the spot. I can't like, imagine. That's yeah. like And abuse. it was just like you would look, and they still had the little cubicle things, and you would kind of look at them longingly like, I go yeah. in there. Oh, you mean there? Can we go in there? Yeah. Like, Can we do I could, there? I could do this and hide the shame. Or you're gonna make me wow. look somebody in the eye. Yeah. And by the way, it never made me feel any better. Because some, somehow ever. you could you could yeah, you rationalize it in there that oh I know who the you know who the priest is, but he don't know who I. Yeah. You, know, you can somehow you can somehow <laughs> tell mean, yourself that he doesn't know my who it is. A you know? And it, because at the end of it, they never you know called you by name or anything you know like that. <laughs> right. but, Jeff, cut the know, shit. Yeah, cut the shit. <laughs> I've heard <laughs> stories about what you've done in the last week. <laughs> Give me a break. Come clean. Yeah, I saw it actually, yeah. but it's on YouTube now. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's fascinating stuff. That you guys are scarred. You, you, yeah, yeah, you guys need some counseling or something from all that. That's, I had that's um, abuse. I remember we had one priest looked exactly. I mean, spitting image exactly like Richard Dreyfus. But only <laughs> Richard Dreyfus and Jaws, the the, the yeah, yeah, messed yeah. up wiry hair, <laughs> the scraggly beard, the kind of post hippie one, and, and, and the um, uh, the radar O'Reilly glasses. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, to a T. Did he talk like him too? Or? No, but he uh, looked exactly like him, and he used to catch us. Doing Richard, shit I have sinned all the time. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
No thanks. Whoa. Man. So I guess I'm anti that. There is okay. So you guys can definitely speak anti Catholicism then. I can speak why Catholicism is not for me. Yes, there you go. Definitely can speak. I can that. speak. And I cannot. Me. Yeah. I cannot. So I I can't I can't expertise. fathom somebody staying in it. I I I I don't even want to give them that, but I I cannot fathom the idea. Like I know somebody, I don't want to say who, but I know a person who has within the last few years converted to Catholicism. And I cannot imagine the thought process behind joining a group willfully that did what they did with, you know, pedophile priests and, and moving them around the But if you think that's the original church and that's the yeah. church, you know This is the same I group that, that's that. currently lobbying here in the state of Georgia, uh, along with the Boy, the Boy Scouts, Scouts yeah. against and House Bill HB 605, I think it is. It's a anti-predator bill, anti-sexual predator bill. And the Catholic Church and the Boy Scouts of America are the two largest groups that are actively lobbying. Because they want to extend the, here in the state um, of Georgia. Yeah. Period of time. The statute of limitations. Yeah, they right, want a right. longer statute of limitations for child sex uh, accusations. And their rationale is? Well, if you have a lot of pedophiles in your midst, that's probably not a good thing if you have to make payouts. Oh, I understand that. But I mean, so you know, I just wonder yeah. what their public uh, argument is. I think is. their public argument is if you have a lot of pedophiles in your midst, <laughs> it can cost you a lot of money in, in payouts and settlements. <laughs> Fuck, basically. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was on the list of not to talk about. Yeah, that was yeah. definitely on the list of uh, just under uh, Cambridge Analytica, which we talked, <laughs> we mentioned. We did kind of graze that, didn't yeah. we? What about, uh, what about an a article in catholicculture.org, bookmark it, folks, called Practical Atheism by Father Jerry Pokorsky. Oh, I'm Practical sh- Atheism. Practical Atheism. I'm sure he hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> What the hell is yeah, but, practical? You know, so, so this is like, so, you know, uh, practical sexual advice from a celibate person. You know, <laughs> but are we being impractical about it? I, I don't quite understand where he's going. Well, let the father tell you about right. how to be an atheist, yes. Jeff. So yes, you father, just to open me. your mind. Mm. <laughs> so it's silly to us because you've got somebody obviously with a an opposing point of view telling us more about us than we think we know about ourselves and. Do we sound just as stupid when we do that for religious people? That's a good question. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, was, I was just thinking of, of like silly analogies uh, for for this. It's, this is like There's probably a lot of them. This is like asking a vegan who has the best burger. You know? yeah, right. <laughs> but I would say, you know, those of us that came out of religion, we can speak to that, and we can speak to atheism also. But but you know, somebody that has never been an atheist, I'm assuming. Well, how could he speak to that? With authority. Well, I think we're talking about is do, do we Can't. sound as silly when we talk about religion to somebody who's religious? But I, this guy obviously doesn't get it. No, but numerous tests have shown that if you want to know about the Bible, ask an atheist because your your average atheist walking down the street knows much more about the Bible than your average Christian. Well, I always put it is the average Christian sitting in the pews cherry picks what his preacher is telling him that has been cherry picked for his sermon. Have you read the Bible all the way through? I've read the New Testament completely all the way through. 
100. I have not read the Old Testament 100 percent through, but I'm al- I'm almost done because they're almost done. Oh, I, you're doing through a pie. I go I, I, yeah, I go through cheating. the uh, the Bible Reloaded. They're they're reading the they started with Genesis one. And have gone all the way through. They're almost done with the Old Testament. So when when they're done, I'm done because I've listened to every episode. <laughs> so I think we might sound kind of dumb and presumptuous, maybe, to them. Well, but it gonna... doesn't feel the same. But they're probably saying the same thing. I think a lot of times either they've heard the the apologetic argument against what the Bible actually says, you know, because there's if you point out to somebody that well the Bible says this or the Bible says that they they'll they, spin it they, they, they always spin. spin yeah yeah mention slavery and I guarantee within five seconds indentured servitude is going to you know pop up it's you know it's it's evil little head immediately oh yeah that's yeah, always yeah. what they go to. So it's nice to go, no, 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 indentured servitude is explained in this section of the Bible over here, and, and then point out the, the obvious, you know, horrible traditions of, of indentured servitude, how you could treat, you know, this was for, this is how you treat your Jews. This is how you treat your Gentile. Indentured servitude was, was for the Jews, unless you could trick them into falling in love and having children, and then they could become your slave forever. So, but yeah, they always they always go to that. And no, 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 no I'm, I'm not talking about that. We can talk about that because there's a lot of horrible shit in there. But let's talk about actual slavery, where where the Bible talks about and God condones owning people as property that you can pass along to your children. They don't ever want to talk about that. Because it's not in there. Yeah, because all they've ever heard is whenever an atheist talks about slavery, what they're really talking yeah. about is indentured servitude, and their preacher shows them those those lines about how you're supposed to set somebody free after seven years and all the rest of that shit. They don't tell them the other part, where as long as you don't beat them to fucking death and they get up and move around yeah. after a yeah. couple of days, you know, then, then everything's cool and kosher. Because the code word is context. You don't understand the context. Exactly. So what context am I supposed to take from this in the article? Whereas Christian morality is to do good and avoid evil, it is fair to suggest that atheist morality is seek pleasure and avoid (laughs) suffering. (laughs) Discuss. Yeah, that's the same old, you know. Because we have no compass. We we just want to sin. By the way, it's beyond dispute now that the general atheism of today's culture places a high premium on the right to sexual pleasure as a moral absolute. Practical atheists <laughs> insist on the supreme value of choice and consent as the only proper boundaries for his sexual pursuits. So who went to NanoCon? Who went to an atheist convention? Oh, all, all about, about sex, sex. pleasure, oh. and consent. I did. You just, I did. You just ding, made ding, the ding, case ding. for this guy. Mm, you... Are well, practical uh, atheists, yes. Yeah, yeah. I have this habit where I, I tend to not take sexual advice from a group of people that systematically rape children. So, that, I mean, that's me. Well, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to do me. That have okay. nothing, yeah, that yeah. have supposedly no sex. You know, I, I, think, I think we should rename the pod this week. The Practical Atheist. <laughs> totally. Thank you, Father Pokorsky. Well, see, that's... Father Jerry. We are yeah, I could be Father Jerry. You could be Father Jerry. <laughs> that's what I was talking about earlier. All people have is they have these kind of articles or they have books by... Anthony DeStefano. It's just one big straw man. They, you know, yeah, yeah, they build this straw man so they can tear it down, but it has absolutely nothing 
but I'm, but I'm saying on, on the survey is like, well, I'm not going to check that box because I'm not, I'm not that, you know, I'm not a practical atheist. They they um, they succeeded in defining us for us, defining us to a point that even somebody who is one of us will not define themselves as one of us because of the stigma that's attached to it. It's almost like terrible marketers yeah. who don't have a movement. Wrapped it up Again. with a nice little bow. And on that note, we'll call it a show. Email us if you've got any questions or comments. Godlessheathens at yahoo.com. That's godlessheathens, plural, at yahoo.com. Our Twitter account, at Godless Podcast. On Facebook, we have a closed, searchable group. Just search for the Godless Heathens Podcast. It's a discussion group. You'll find it. Uh, we're available on iTunes and Google Play Music and Stitcher and whatever podcatcher app you use to catch your podcast on. As always, leave a like, leave a rating, leave a review. And no Jesus this week. Uh, we had the invitation out. Uh, no luck. So we'll, we'll leave that open. Two weeks. Come on by. Come on by, Jesus. And we'll, we'll see you then. See you in about two weeks. Thanks for listening. Good night. Me? Well, someone met at the party and the devil is my friend. Yeah, the devil is my 